The Coming of Lady Kaguya Long ago there lived an old bamboo cutter by the name of Sanugi no Miyako. One day, while he was busy with his hatchet in a grove of bamboo, he suddenly perceived a miraculous light, and on closer inspection, discovered in the heart of a reed a very small creature of exquisite beauty. He gently picked up the tiny girl, only about four inches in height, and carried her home to his wife. So delicate was this little maiden that she had to be reared in a basket. Now it happened that the bamboo cutter continued to set about his business, and night and day, following the discovery of the small girl, as he cut down the reeds, he found gold, and once poor, he now amassed a considerable fortune. The child, after she had been but three months with these simple country folk, suddenly grew in stature to that of a full-grown maid, and in order that she should be in keeping with such a pleasing, if surprising event, her hair, hitherto allowed to flow in long tresses about her shoulders, was now fastened in a knot on her head. In due season, the bamboo cutter named the girl Lady Kaguya, or precious slender bamboo of the field of autumn. When she had been named, a great feast was held, in which all the neighbors participated. Now the Lady Kaguya was of all women the most beautiful, and immediately after the feast, the fame of her beauty spread throughout the land. Would-be lovers gathered around the fence and lingered in the porch with the hope of at least getting a glimpse of this lovely maiden. Night and day these forlorn suitors waited, but in vain. Those who were of humble origin gradually began to recognize that their lovemaking was useless. But five wealthy suitors still persisted and would not relax their efforts. They were, in no particular order, Prince Ishizukuri, Prince Kuromochi, the Sadejin Denagan Abe no Miyushi, the Chiyunagan Otomo no Miyuki, and Morotada, the Lord of Iso. These ardent lovers bore the ice and snow of winter and the thunderous heats of midsummer with equal fortitude. When these lords finally asked the bamboo cutter to bestow his daughter upon one of them, the old man politely explained that the maiden was not really his daughter, and as that was so, she could not be compelled to obey his own wishes in the matter. At last, the lords returned to their mansions, but still continued to make their supplications more persistently than ever. Even the kindly bamboo cutter began to remonstrate with the Lady Kaguya, and to point out that it was becoming for so handsome a maid to marry, and that among the five noble suitors, she could surely make a very good match. To this, the wise Kaguya replied, Not so fair am I, that I may be certain of a man's faith. And were I to mate with one whose heart proved fickle, what a miserable fate were mine. Noble lords, without doubt, are these of whom thou speakest, but I would not wed a man whose heart should be all untried and unknown. And so it was finally arranged that Kaguya should marry the suitor who proved himself the most worthy. This news brought momentary hope to the five great lords, and when night came, 
they assembled before the house where the maiden dwelt, with flute music and with singing, with chanting to accompaniments and piping, with cadenced tap and clap of fan. But only the bamboo cutter went out to thank the lords for their serenading. When he had come into the house again, Kaguya thus set forth her plan to test the suitors. In Tenjiku is a beggar's bowl of stone, which of old the Buddha himself bore. In quest whereof, let Prince Ishizukuri depart and bring me the same. And on the mountain Horai that towers over the eastern ocean grows a tree with roots of silver and trunk of gold and fruitage of pure white jade. And I bid that Prince Kuromochi fare thither and break off and bring me a branch thereof. Again, in the land of Morokoshi, men fashion fur robes of the pelt of the flame-proof rat, and I pray that Danagon to find me one such. Then of the Chayunagon, I require the rainbow-hued jewel that hides its sparkle deep in the dragon's head. And lastly, from the hands of the Lord Iso, I would fain receive the cowrie shell that the swallow brings hither over the broad sea plain. <laughs>